This is Unplugged, 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 Unplugged. Welcome to this episode of Unplugged. This is a part two of a series that uh, we have called uh, Looking at uh, 2023, trying to forecast 2023 through the lens of God's word and the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. This is a part two. Uh, in part one, what I did was lay down like the foundation, the structure of how we are going to do this. And if you haven't listened to part one, I would encourage you to listen to part one because there's a lot of groundwork that I laid. I laid the foundation for how we're going to seek direction uh, for 2023 as believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can we seek direction for this year, 2023? So in part one, of, of this mini series of looking at forecasting 2023 through the lens of the word of God, we kind of ended on this, on, on, on this knot. I said that every year has its storms. Every year has, you know, it is it, going to have its challenges. You know, the things that we see out in the world, the things that are happening around us are only going to be intensified. That's what the word of God says. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, different parts of scripture where it talks about how the birth pains, the pangs will, will be intensified in these last days. And the angle the point of view that i want that i want to challenge you especially as a christian believer is as you're moving through this year you need to keep at your forefront three types of calendars there are three timelines that you need to be consolidating the first one i said was heaven's calendar or heaven's agenda Meaning, what is heaven's agenda? What is heaven's calendar looking like in this time, in this season? What is heaven's calendar for 2023? And then, since when you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and you make him your Lord and Savior, I mentioned that as the scripture says in Colossians, that you are taken from under the power of darkness, the kingdom of darkness, and you are translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And Paul in, in Philippians, he talks about that your citizenship has now changed. In Ephesians, he talks about that you're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. So, your assignment changes when you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ because when you do that you're translated from the power of darkness which 
can mean a lot of things, you know. But I think the context of this year is you translated from thinking that you are on this planet because of evolution's sake, from that deception. You translated from the power of deception as well. You translated from walking about with no purpose into a kingdom where you receive your official assignment as to why you were born, you were created to be here, especially during this time of this millennium. So that's the power. So now your life has its own calendar, which is based on the assignment and tasks that the Lord Jesus Christ, our master, has now assigned to you. This is your assignment. So that's the calendar number two. And then calendar number three is for you to keep an eye on Earth's calendar, meaning to keep an eye on the unfoldings that are happening in the Earth, right? Because most people, especially that do not believe in God, they think that CNN or Fox News is actually breaking news. If you're a Christian and you're getting your breaking news from CNN or Fox News and that is how you're getting informed of what is happening around you, you are behind the eight ball. In fact, you are underutilizing your resources. People who don't believe in God can get their awareness of where the world is, where the world is tending to and all these things off of the news, off of the media. But as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, as a son of God, son and daughter of God, CNN, Fox News, CBC, MSN, Instagram, Twitter should not be the first time that you hear about these things. In fact, personally, I use the news to just um, affirm, confirm what the Bible has already told me. So I look at heaven's agenda. I look at the prophecies in the Bible. I look at what's happening in the scriptures. And the moment, and then I'm always just waiting for it. Once it happens in the news, I'm like, uh-huh. That's where we are. So then I use the unfoldings that are happening within the earth to basically um, put a to, to basically help me know where we are in heaven's calendar. You know, so when I hear of, okay, this country wants to go to war with that other country, or uh, the deception has multiplied here in this, you know, arena of, uh, let's say, gender and sexuality, uh, or maybe, um, you know, such and so is, you know, is being uh, victimized, all these things, right? When I look at, when, when I hear those things happening, when I see them on the news, all I do is just go back in the scripture and say, yep, that's right, we are right here. So 
knowing what 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 is happening in the earth is for you to basically know okay this is what this is where we are based on heaven's calendar or heaven's agenda now you also have your own calendar your destiny calendar because you're created for a time like this like esther you are created for a time like this there's a specific reason as to why you were not created or born in the 19th century and you're born in the 21st century there is reason and purposes there is strengths that you have and the truth to be told all of us can attest to this you know you hear people who live during world war one or even like man the ages before that and you look at your fabric when i look at my fabric the kind of person that i am in this generation and i look at the kind of hardness that some of the people needed to be to have in their dna let's say a thousand years ago i'm sometimes thankful that i'm living in this time because i'm like if i take the kind of person that i am in this year in this generation sometimes i'm like man could i have survived during you know 500 years ago you know would i have been tough enough to be birthed during that season so you really see that we're all born for specific seasons and times so i if you if you're wondering um if your fabric if your nature if you if, if you're wondering uh if this is the time yes this is the time the, the fact that you are living this time means that god who had prior knowledge embedded you with the the the, the systems the the qualities the, the the fabric the texture that you need to to be an overcomer in 2023 in this generation but who knows maybe a hundred years from now you may not have that fabric to handle um the climate at that time or maybe a hundred years ago you wouldn't have been a perfect fit for that season so the fact that you are here your timeline of existence is within this time frame means that you do have what it takes to sustain and to overcome the challenges that our generation is facing. And most of the challenges that I believe that our generation is facing, you know, a lot of people in previous generations, most of the challenges they faced were a lot of physical challenges, you know, manpower, uh, manual labor, you know, hunting, gathering. Then you talk about the people during the slave trades, you know, then you talk about people who needed to have strong spirits for war and fighting and, and, and going through all that bloodshed. Now, I do feel like our generation is being tasked. The enemy we are fighting seems to be the enemy of the mind, you know, mental health and mental sickness. So the mind seems to be the enemy, the main enemy of this generation, at least in the last couple of years, until further notice, it's, it's, it's a 
It's a battle of the mind. It's a battle of the mind. Because the way that our enemy has attacked us has been through information. The gift and curse of information. We are in the information age where information being twisted, you know, people are fighting because of information. He said, she said, you know, truth, the fundamentals of truth have been challenged. The, the pillars of truth are being challenged right now where every opinion can be labeled as truth, you know, we have this phrase now that people say, leave your truth. My goodness, how deadly is that? How deadly is that? And it's interesting that what led to the fall of man was truth. The fall of man was all on deception. Did God really say? That's what happened in the beginning. Did God really say the fall of God's creation in the beginning was because the pillar of truth was doubted. It was challenged. Misinformation came in. It was not a war. It was, it was a mental thing. It was a trust issue. It was a truth issue. That is what led to the downfall of creation, the fall of man. As Genesis talks about it, there was no guns, there was no swords, there was no, there was no spears, there was no bombs exchanged. It was truth. Truth was challenged. The woman was deceived. Adam disobeyed. Adam knew the truth. He kept quiet. Eve went ahead and was deceived. She did not know the truth because she was not there when God passed on the truth to Adam. Adam did not pass the truth on to Eve. Eve was deceived. And Adam did not think that he would be affected even though it was Eve who was deceived. So Adam was affected. So all this to say is that if you keep quiet, if you don't share the truth, which is the main thing that we have to fight for in this generation, the rise and fall, the demise of our generation is only going to be, is only is standing on one issue and one foundation right now. It is truth. Truth, truth, truth. Elections being swayed because of truth, because of deception, because of fake news, because of manipulating truth. That's, that's the main enemy of our generation. So do not take it lightly. If you know the truth, do not play along with this whole, leave your truth. Do not just go along with this whole mantra of leave your truth. 
if everybody is to live their truth, that means there's no truth. If you want to say leave your opinion, I'm okay with that. But do not go around telling people leave your truth. We have companies, we have brands that boldly post this uh, stupid mantra on their social media pages. Leave your truth. What? That's nonsense. That's deception. That's what I'm saying. You have to look at what's happening around you from the lens of the Bible. It, because the Bible gives us a history of what has happened, what is happening, and what will happen. What is going to happen? Truth. Truth. Truth is the foundation upon which either we will rise or fall based on how we uphold it. The foundation of truth. So don't subscribe to this notion of leave your truth. It's okay. If you want to tell people to leave their opinions, you can write that. You can post that. But do not start saying, leave your truth. Truth is not subjective. Truth is objective. Something can't be true and false at the same time. No. It has to be truth or it's not truth. There's no half truth. There's, no full, there's only one truth, the full truth. If it's anything short of 100% truth, it is no longer truth. It's an opinion. That is the enemy that we're fighting against. And Paul is very clear. Um, Paul talks about that in, in I believe, uh, Thessalonians. Let me, let me quickly find that. He talks about truth. Truth is going to be the last thing to fall before the demise of our generation, before the return of Christ. Paul is very clear about truth. Very, very clear about truth. Very, very clear about truth. In fact, he says in 2 Timothy, but I believe it's also in, uh, yes, Second Thessalonians. Let us, wow. So let me just read through this. And you can see that the last cautions, wow, the last cautions that Paul has for us in, in his epistles, is truth. The last cautions that Paul has for us in his epistles, that is to, uh, to, 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 to Timothy, uh, the ending parts of his epistles, he's talking about truth. Now, let's start from 2 Timothy chapter 3. It says, This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come, it says, men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, 
incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. Listen, it's building up. It's building up. He says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from search, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden, laden with sins, laid, uh, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning, wow, ever learning, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. If that is not true right now, I do not know what else you need to see that this is the times, the times we're living in right now. This is this is a word for this season. This We are indeed in these last days. He says, ever learning, but are never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Right now, you tell me, we've seen 2020, 2021, 2022. We have seen, even with experts coming out, I mean, we've never seen so much uh, division. Wow. There's so much to say, man. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel like there's six <laughs> pipes of information coming at me right now. And I'm, I want to make sure that I capture everything. So you think about it. How can you have, um, right now, we have, this is the information age. We have scientists, we have um, virologists on both aisles. We, we have almost an even number of people who are still saying, some scientists who are saying that, you know, let's talk about the vaccine, which is still a little bit of, which is still an elephant in the room. You know, there's still more reports coming out from certain scientists who are on uh, the panels, the research panelists of, of, you know, making these vaccines and things of this nature. And people even from inside the camp who are still giving a different opinion or narrative on the side effects of the vaccine. Whereas you have another group of people who are saying, no, this was the best solution we needed. And yes, the time, you know, we did, we did sufficient tests. The tests that we did show that, you know, the efficacy was this percentage, yada, 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 yada 90%, yada, yada, yada. But then you have other scientists, some other people, um, so-called medical experts within the same camp who say, no, there was not sufficient data that was used. The, the, the trials were not done on, you know, on, on, on a sizable sample space. And 
the side effects that you're seeing in certain people could have been prevented. You know, the random deaths, the 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 the, the uh the heart attacks, all of, all of these weird things, uh the paralysis, the the, the weird things that you see in such, such happening, some people saying uh uh people within the same camp saying if we had done enough tests, this wouldn't have happened. If we did this, this and that. So ever learning, as Paul says, but never able to come to the knowledge of truth. So then you have an audience of people who are stuck and saying, well, who do you believe? If all of you are looking at the same data and you still can't agree ever learning but you're not able to come to the knowledge of truth so how do you consolidate that how do you consolidate that how do you consolidate having uh scientists uh just just about the pie you know split in the middle you know some who really believe that we should be concerned about climate change and others who say you know it's uh, the, 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 the patterns that you see in the climate are cyclical. You know, some will point back and say there was when we were told, um, I don't have the data on me right now. I mean, um, you can go look into these things. But, you know, a season, maybe 20 years ago, when, when the caution was against the ice age, you know, the, the planet is going to freeze. Now, some of the people look at that data and say, uh, and, and some people saying, well, you told us that the plant would freeze, ice age. We didn't see that. And now you're telling us the plant is getting really hot. And if we don't do anything, you know, it's gonna get to a point of no return. How do you have people who are looking at the same data, same everything, but still those two groups of people cannot, they're ever learning, as Paul says, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. How do you consolidate that? So these, these are the challenges that you have to be discerning. So that was taken from heaven's calendar telling us that in these last days perilous times shall come this is taken from second timothy chapter three so when you look at so you look at what's happening in the world the division people not able to come to one agreement on the same on one issue on the same issue even though they have the same amount of information access to the same amount of information so you look at that and you go, wow, you look at the scripture and it says, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And it starts to list down everything that is happening. So you consolidate what's happening in the earth with heaven's calendar, heaven's predi prediction, heaven's prophecy. And you say, oh, okay, so this is happening. The foundation of truth is being, you know, fought against, being destroyed. And you say, okay, where are we in heaven's agenda, in heaven's calendar? Like, ah, we're in the last days. 
right? So that is, then Paul goes on to tell Timothy, says, but you have fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, which is love, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Then he goes on to say, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Persecution right now is happening to anyone who stands for any pillar of truth. But then he says, but evil men and seducers shall work, shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Wow, look at that cycle. Since evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, they will be deceiving other people and they themselves in turn being deceived. But I love what Paul says. And this is why you need to look at your, your, your point of view of how you're approaching 2023 for sense of direction, for purpose. This is why it's very critical for it to be through the lens of the word of God. Because Paul goes on to say that. This is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. And this is what Paul says. So... Once again, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14, Paul, after talking about the characteristics of the end of the ages, the last days, uh, not you know ever learning, still not able to come to the knowledge of the truth, he talks about deception, getting into a cycle of deception. He says, but continue thou in the things which you have learned and you have been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them and that from a child you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus so he's saying the way you're going to be able to consolidate who's speaking the truth who isn't the way you're going to be able to be saved in this generation, in this time zone, in, I mean, in, in this time of existence. He says it's going to be the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. It says through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Only one person. Now, a lot of people don't like hearing this. A lot of people, again, when you talk about the subject of faith, again, there's this notion that all roads lead to heaven. Again, do not fall for that. All roads don't lead to heaven. No, 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 no. The scripture is very clear. It says narrow is the gate. But there is another gate that is wide. But narrow is the gate. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. And the Lord Jesus said, uh, in the gospel says, 
um, one of the scriptures. No, Jesus said in John, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And Peter, I believe it's in Acts, he says, um, I believe it was Peter, that there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So the Bible is the Holy Scriptures. That's the book of truth. That's the book of truth. That's what, if you're listening to this and you're not born again, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ is not your Savior. He's not the one from whom you're taking orders. Um, I challenge you and I encourage you to make the Bible your book of truth. Make the Bible, the Holy Bible, your book of truth. Because in these last days, unfortunately, if you're reading a book, the book that is upon which you're basing your faith on, and that book is not able to help you discern the times that we're in, I think it's time for you to get on board with a book that is able to tell you these things. That's the power of the word of God, the God of heaven, is that this book is the only book that will tell us about our past, our present, and our future. That's the book that you need to align yourself with, my brother and sister, my friend. Now, Paul is talking about that the Holy Scriptures is the only way that we're going to become wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Unto all good works. Now, there is... Um, this episode seemed to take the tangent of the pillars of truth. That's, I guess, the spirit of the Lord just hijacked me to kind of go with that flow. So I'm just going to flow with that just for a few more minutes here. The point being is that in 2023, one of the things that you should expect is that the pillars of truth are going to be challenged. We're going to see a greater shaking, shaking of the pillars of truth. And I'm telling you, the stage has already been set. If you do not know, the stage has already been set because the powers have changed. You know, Twitter, I want you to look up for Twitter. Because Twitter's management has changed. And the angle that the new management is taking is saying, previously, if let's say you were a scientist, and let's say, for instance, you had something to say against the vaccine, um, and, you know, 
a lot of other issues, you would be you would be uh, silenced. Now, what this new management is doing again? I'm I'm still I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm saying, for instance, this is going to be a playground. This is going to be an arena where you're going to see a lot of the truth wars being fought. It's going to be on information being shared through this platform. Because now they're going to allow, let's say, scientists who are disclosing their thoughts or their interpretation of the, let's say, the casualties. I'm just using the vaccine as an example, but there's going to be other things, you know, politics and all these things. They're going to allow them to make their case. And also the ones who are for and against. So you're going to see both aisles. You know, it's going to, Twitter is going to become, I believe, like a, it's going to become like a courtroom where the public is going to become the judge. And both aisles are going to present their information. So you are going to need the Holy Spirit to help you discern what you hear on the social media waves. So the information age, as I said, we are in the information age. The enemy we're fighting against is the enemy against the pillars of truth. The pillars of truth. The pillars of truth. In every facet, the pillars of truth are being fought against. And as I said in the previous episode, I said that Jesus said in, in Matthew 7, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, he was talking about, he was saying, build your house on the rock. And he said, a house that was not built on the rock, when the winds came, it says when, the, when the, there was one house which was built on the rock, and another person built their house in the sand, right? One built on the rock, the other one built on the sand. It says, when the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house, this was the house that was built on the sand. It fell and great was the fall of it. So... You're going to see a lot of foundations still being shaken because the winds are blowing. The rain is falling. The floods are here. Those are metaphors. May the Lord give you understanding. So you're going to see a lot of foundations being, a lot of foundations falling. Because that's the timeline that we're on. Best on heaven's calendar that is the timeline. That is the prof that's the prophetic that we have. So that's still going to be the main theme of this year. So Paul, in his second epistle to the church in Thessalonica, he talks about do not be deceived. It says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by your gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind 
or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us. As that the day of Christ is at hand. Wow. I mean, you want to talk about 2023? This is a prescription. This is why it's very important. If you're going to get your news from the media, if, if whatever is happening in the world is going to be, let's say you see breaking news, Russia deploys more troops to Ukraine. If that is the first trigger of your emotional response, it's too late. Then you're not really discerning. When you see breaking news, Russia deploys more troops against Ukraine, it should just be already a confirmation of what has already been predicted. Discern the times. But Paul is saying, this is coming, but he's saying, he's saying, no yet, do not be soon shaken in mind. He says, don't, not, not quite yet, do not be troubled. You see, certain people think that it's time to, is it time to hit the panic button? Well, it depends how you want to look at it. But Paul is saying that breaking news that you're going to see on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram or this or that, he says, do not be soon shaken in mind or be troubled. He says, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us. He says, let no man deceive you by any means. He's talking about the day that Christ is at hand. He says, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. This is the, it's talking about the main antichrist. So it, John talks about these already antichrists that are already around. Anything that is antichrist, anti-righteousness, anti-truth is an anti is an antichrist. But in Daniel, it talks about the cern of perdition, the main antichrist. It says, until that antichrist is revealed, then that is the time when you should start to be shaken in mind or be troubled. <laughs> right? He's saying, until that is revealed, he says, do not be shaken in mind. So basically, he's saying, right now, if, you, if, if what you're seeing, if what is going to happen in 2023 or what happened in 2020 shook you up, Paul is saying, oh, man, you shouldn't have been shaken up by that. That He's saying, we're, we're, we're almost there, but we're not there yet. And this is where he, he kind of gives us kind of like he draws a line, kind of like um, uh, a tipping point. Once says, now, the moment you see this happening, then you know. Right? So Paul here says, again, I'm reading from Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Let me, let me try to read it from another translation so that I make sure that um, I capture. It's, it's very clear. It's in plain English. Let, let me try to read it from the New King James. And then perhaps 
Okay, so 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let us look at that. It says, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So Paul is very clear about how this is going to happen. So this person hasn't yet been revealed. He says, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness uh, is already at work. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. We see that. It's already happening. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Then he goes on to say, the coming of the, uh, he says, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteousness, deception, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Again, we're talking about the pillars of truth being challenged. Paul here is saying, with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not, here we go. This is kind of where I wanted to bring us to. He says, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. And yes, he's going to come with power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. They did not receive the love of the truth. So now they say things like leave your truth. Again, we're, dis we're looking at the events happening in the earth and saying, where are we best in what heaven has told us is going to happen? Right? Then he goes on to say that they do not receive the lamb of the truth that they might be sent. Now, here's what's really going to happen. It's going to get worse because it says, and for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. So when you see people who are going to have the truth right in front of them and, and you're wondering, how can this person be this deceived, right? Even if there's going to be new data that will show that this, you know, this was wrong, this was false, you know, and, and maybe some other people at that time were calling it um, uh, uh, what's the phrase? Come on, come on, what's the word I'm looking for? Some people are calling it a uh, Holy Spirit, help me out here. What's the word I'm looking for? 
it'll come back to me. So he says, at a certain point, because people will not will not receive the love of the truth, God is going to say, "Fair enough." He will send them. He will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they may that they that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. There you go. 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 That's what's going to happen. So when you're wondering how people are just going to go off the cliff of the truth, that's why. They did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. That they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So that's what we're fighting against, the pillars of truth. We're going to see more of that in 2023. We are going to see that in 2023. Now, where does this leave us? Again, once again, one of the things I shared in the first episode is that I'm receiving downloads so fast uh i may have to increase the amount of recordings that i do in a day um to get i, I really want to get everything out of my system you know just present it to you as i said yes uh, in the last episode i'm a mouthpiece i'm a mouthpiece in this season that if you, that's that's how i want you to think about this and there's a lot of information coming at me, revelation, that it's my duty to share these things. But now it's coming at me so fast that it's almost like I can't even get to what I prepared. You know, so I prepare something. And then as I'm fellowshipping with the Lord, um, he gives me a fresh download. And... I'm like, my goodness. I'm like, well, what about what you gave me the other day? I think the Lord at this point is like, son, you you, you just better get up to speed and 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 <laughs> move faster because I'm not going to stop, stop the flow of this information. So today's episode got hijacked by truth. Uh, the fundamental of truth, which I believe is very important. It's going to be one of the things that we need to look at. But these, I, I want to get to some of the other less, you know, uh, you know, some other encouraging things. Because one of the things I've told the Lord is that the scripture is very clear. It says, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. Paul says, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Our citizenship is from heaven. We are now ambassadors of Christ, citizens of heaven. And our job right now is to bring the kingdom of heaven into the earth. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. He said, thy kingdom come. That's the kingdom of heaven, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So 
one of the things that I've been asking the Lord is show me, reveal to us through scripture, how can we forecast 2023? How can we be better equipped to fight the battles ahead of 2023 with instructions from your word? How can we pick out forecastings from your word and battle 2023? Because the one thing, brother and sister, that I don't want you to be ignorant about is I don't want you to start off this year thinking that the times are going to get easier. No, the forecast of the earth is going to intensify. The birth pains of the earth are going to intensify. Romans is very clear. The whole creation groaneth. So even what people are talking about climate change, it's the earth groaning. The earth is groaning. You have to realize that man was created out of the earth, out of the dust. So there's also three things that speak. Um, there's ways in which the earth communicates to its creator. When sin intensifies in any region, sin has a voice. Sin speaks. Bloodshed speaks. Cain and Abel. Cain kills his brother Abel. There's no witness against Cain, but the blood of Abel was calling out for judgment against Cain. So wherever there is bloodshed, wherever there is sin, wherever there is unrighteousness, wherever there is lawlessness, the earth itself groans. Because sin happens on the earth. Everything in this earth has life. The fundamentals of even physics will show you, quantum physics, that even a piece of furniture, even your table, albeit has already been cut from the tree, that from your perspective was the tree that had life, that the moment the table was cut off from that tree, and even after through all the processing it went through to become a piece of beautiful furniture in your living room, um, <laughs> quantum physics has shown that at the, if you keep zooming in at a certain, there's a certain place you get to at the quantum level, there's still particles of life. There's still vibrations. So the whole earth, whether it's metal, whether it's, 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 it's wood, whether it's sand, whether it's leaves, there's a piece of life in everything. We are connected to the earth. Also because we were created from the dust of the earth. So the whole earth groaneth. And sometimes when people see random um, things happening, you know, fires and floods and these things, sometimes the earth is doing a cleansing of itself. It's washing away. Uh, man, we'll, we'll, we'll have to get into some of this stuff. <laughs> the earth is doing a cleansing of itself. So from 
so for you, you might look at it from only a scientific standpoint and say, oh, it's flooding in this area. Um, um, it's flooding in this area. And you might think it's climate change only. The climate is changing. Yes, the climate is changing, but it's not primarily changing because of, um, you know, the, the lifestyle choices. That is a way to analyze it from one point. But remember, the first climate change that really ever happened in Genesis chapter 6 talks about the flood. The flood came because of the sin that had built up in the earth and every imagination of man was evil and God repented for having created man. The first climate, really climate, catastrophic thing we saw that people talk about the disaster people asking us why 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 don't dinosaurs exist anymore things of this nature what really could have killed done like a mass destruction through the earth at the same time there was a flood the flood was released so sometimes when you see things, I want you to start looking at things more from a spiritual standpoint. The earth groaneth. When there's too much sin happening in an area, the earth also gets tired of sin. Sin was a, all fall of, it is not only the fall of man that happened. There was the fall of the earth, the, the fall of animals. It says the whole creation groaneth. So trees, plants, the ground, everything groaneth. And this happened when the fall of man happened. Sin. There was death that came. It was not just spiritual death, physical death. It was spiritual and physical so when you see parts, certain parts of the of, of the planet, you see these weird things happening. That some of them are not even fashioned after the patterns of of expected climate change or whatever you want to call it. Is there's there's a spiritual root? The earth is rebelling against what has been done to it, and that's why in in the book of Leviticus. God gave, they had to take a full year off of not even using the land so that the land would heal itself. This is known. This is known. Ah, uh, there's a phrase for it. I've forgotten it. Come on. Uh, where you leave the land without even growing anything on it for it to heal, to replenish. So... So we, we're, we're going to go deep into this thing. And in the next episode, um, I'm now going to start talking about... So in this episode, we, we're talking about truth as one of the things to watch out for. So don't be moved. Just know whenever you hear that deception is increasing, just say, okay, yeah, that's what the scriptures say. Deception is increasing. Deception is increasing. When you see more uh, fake news 
uh, you know, whatever happening was going. She said this, he said this, this, they say this, they say this, leave your truth. Just know all of that is captured within scripture. So just be like, well, yeah, it's happening. As the famous meme goes, it's happening. So don't be caught off guard and just, uh, if it's happening, say, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Now, as Christians, Jesus has made a way for us. He's made a provision for us to thrive, to overcome this time. So that's where I want to start navigating towards in the next couple of episodes is how can you navigate in the marketplace at your work? How can you navigate within the confines of your health, um, your mind, your, your soul, your spirit, you know, finances, uh, family, relationships, because there's going to be pressures that are going to mount in these last days. And I'm just trying, what I've been asking the Lord is to help us see and how to better equip ourselves to stand the test of time. Because don't think that we are going to go back to the quietness of the year 2000. No. The earth has moved from that age. We're ending towards the end of the ages. So things are going to intensify. However, Paul says there'll be a great falling away. So a lot of Christians will give up. They will, they will, they will bow. They will give up their, they will give up their faith because the pressure is going to be high. So my role is to bring these things to your attention and say, when you see this happening, this is, this is how you should equip yourself. So, and that's where I want us to start segueing to is, okay, 2023, how can we start equipping ourselves in every facet of, of, of life and godliness? So that's going to be the approach. So I look forward to fellowshipping with you uh, on the next episode as we dive into some of these interesting things that the Lord has brought to my attention. We're going we're gonna to look at the book of Daniel. We're gonna took a, we're gonna look at Revelation. We're gonna look at the prophetic books a lot because that's where we can get a sure word of prophecy. All right then. Once again, this was unplugged. We hope this episode blessed your heart. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Selah.